Hi, welcome to History Through a House. This is the bite-sized episode where we talk about the stuff that we talked about in the long episode, only with less humor and uh, a lot less segues into other random pieces of interesting information that we all know. We moved to Longlands, which is in Dartmoor, Devon, about eight weeks ago. It's one of the oldest pieces of property in the country. It was originally listed in the Doomsday Book and Henock's been settled for really as long as humans have existed. I have a degree in history from Exeter University, so it's incredibly exciting to be involved in a renovation and restoration project that really spans so much history and reflects really what was going on through in England from everything through uh, the Stone Age to the Tudors, which is when it had its last major facelift, through to being part of the beatnik movement in the 60s, and more recently it was the studio and inspiration for one of England's great shoe designers. It's a really phenomenal piece of history and I'm very privileged that we get to be a part of it. And it really has inspired me to look into history, not just the period that I used to study at university, but kind of going all the way back and all the way forward and talking a lot more about the social history of people and not dry facts. I will say that there's a lot of idiosyncrasy information in here that is more kind of the information that you might find yourself talking about at the pub and less kind of history books. There's some great podcasts that really do go into history um, with a lot of facts and dates and real information. This is kind of bite-sized pub history. I started off uh, this episode talking about our trip to the building show, which had really interesting moments, also really dull moments. And we learned a lot about lime and damp and it's kind of got us focused on thinking about what the first things are that we want to do on the house. The first piece of history that we talked about was geology. To understand why a piece of property has grown where it's grown and the industries that have surrounded it and supported that piece of property, the geology is really important. Um, And Dartmoor has a really interesting geology. Devon itself is the only part of the British Isles to give its name to an interval of geological time, the Devonian, which hit somewhere between the tropical early pre-Ice Age history, going back like 415 million years ago, and the Ice Age. Before the Ice Age, when everything was one landmass, this area would have been very near the equator, um, and it's evidence in the earliest parts of rocks formations that we had tropical plants and things like that in Devon. It wasn't the only time that Devon was a lot warmer than it is now, but it was the first time. Devon was formed because it sits on the Sickle Path fault line. It's a um, obviously a fault line between two tectonic plates, and the earthquakes, volcanoes, and other activity from that fault line created mountains, granite, limestone, geology, and basically gave us the bedrock structure of what we're looking at in Dartmoor, which is a mainly granite granite formation. The mountains would have been much more prominent and the whole of the geology would have been much more dramatic before the Ice Age. Once the Ice Age came, Devon was actually on the edge of the Ice Age. It was covered in more of a slushy sea, which did a much better job of eroding into a less dramatic landscape. So up near the Lake District where the glaciers retreated from, you get these very dramatic landscapes of gorges and rivers and lakes. And down here, you get a much softer landscape. Even though the granite's very hard, it created the rolling hills. And where it was harder stone, you get these amazing things that Dartmoor's so well known for, which are the tours, basically big rocky outcrops. In amongst the granite are tin and copper threads. There's gold threads. Um, There's also a lot of China clay mined in Devon and Cornwall. 
which as I learned in the first episode is used for toothpaste and various other day-to-day applications now. One of the tours that has its most unique interest is a lava rock tour, which is Brent tour. It's got a wonderfully old chapel up there and it was the scene of Jamaica Inn. And I think it's particularly fascinating that you can go and see different, uh, you can go and see Devon Granite at the tours like Hay Tour, or you can go to more specific special interest places like Brent Tour and see Lava Rock. After the slush, what was left behind was a whole load of peat. Devon's still well known for its dangerous peat bogs in places that are up to 50 meters thick. It hasn't left for the best environment for growing, so that's why you get a lot of scrubland on Dartmoor. But around Dartmoor, where the granite isn't so prominent, you can get great fertile ground. About 10,000 years ago, it started to become occupied by humans. At that point, it was a very forested area. And you can see the early occupation through the Linford Gorge, which shows all the different layers of varying geology that we've kind of talked about. Um, the White Lady Waterfall has cut a great slice into the earth and really shows these different layers what we're looking at when humans start coming into play here is a warmer climate it's got peat bogs that's quite dangerous but generally it's got these dramatic outcrops that they see and attract them from a religious purpose from a farming purpose and in the next episode we're going to talk a lot more about the stone age we're going to move from there through to the copper the bronze the iron age all the way up to the roman invasion which is kind of I guess the end of the first chapter of British history. Then we'll talk about the Romans, the Dark Ages, and moving forward from there. One of the things that I found most interesting in my research, and I think it's been very current now to do with climate change, and I touched upon it in the first episode, but actually we never got around to talking about it because of all these wonderful segues and humor that I was talking about, is that a woman called Louise Gray for The Telegraph wrote how that even since the Ice Age, as ice has melted in Scotland, England appears to be based on a pivot. So as the ice melts, Scotland weighs less, which means England actually drops further into the ocean. It's a really interesting idea that England's built on a pivot. And if you think about the fact that when the Ice Age and the glaciers retreated, there would have been quite a dramatic effect on the Devon coastline. You can obviously see that later in the Jurassic coastline, the erosion that's showing up all the dinosaur bones. But it was a really active piece of evolution i guess um devon's got some of the earliest recorded fishes it's got some of the best uh fossilized dinosaurs it really is a great slice of layer of prehistory all right cool well next week i will talk to you more about human history but this is just a little bite size if you enjoy more chatty head over to the first episode go on and listen to the second one if you're just basically coming to get the facts and a couple of interesting stories this is the one to do oh Got to finish off with the last interesting story. But it turns out I am not the only person to not know this uh, when I moved here. But there is a section of caves in Devon, very close to where we own our house, that has a sinkhole. It's called the Joint Minto Caves. It was discovered in the 1930s when a couple of boys fell down the hole. Um, and they found a whole load of dinosaur bones. The Natural History Museum were fascinated by it and took 4,000 of these dinosaur bones out of the hole before it was open to the public. It was particularly famous for a large elephant jawbone that it had, uh, I guess mammoth jawbone that it had. Anyway, in 2015, this place was actually robbed. They broke in through a couple of steel doors, 
took the jawbone and destroyed a lot of other fossils in the meantime um, as they basically just rummaged around and raided. Well, it's five years later, no one's ever been found and the fossils have never been recovered. Obviously, that is a huge tragedy and we've lost a huge part of English history through that. But what I found particularly interesting about it, and it seems to be a theme that I'm coming up with in my research, is how modern science is actually allowing us to recapture some of the historical past. The National History Museum has taken a whole load of the bones that they actually removed from that cave and they 3D scanned them and 3D printed them. They dropped them into gypsum and then delivered them back to uh, the caves. So now actually if you go there amongst the real fossils you will find gypsum and fake 3D fossils and I think it's a really cool way to use new I think the magic of history is seeing stuff in place. I always love walking the boards and touching the walls and to be able to see those fossils in place, I think will bring a huge magic to children that they might not be able to experience just by walking through a museum. Anyway, it's a very cool thing that Natural History Museum has done. Um, so thank you for listening and uh, subscribe, like us, rate us, follow along at History Through a House on various different platforms. Um, but mainly if you like it, review us. All right, thank you, bye.